The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Anant Kali, who is the co-founder and CEO of AppSend. Anant, thank you for joining us on this podcast. My pleasure. Yeah, welcome, Anant, and thanks for joining us today. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them a little bit about your background and how the idea for AppSend came about. Sure. So first, thanks for having me on this podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm one of the founders of the company, Abzen. We founded this in 2012. And prior to starting Abzen, I spent about 10 years at Fujitsu, a global 50 Japanese conglomerates. And there I ran the enterprise applications for North America. I was the vice president of applications. Basically, I had plenty of exposure to every kind of enterprise application, e-commerce application. While doing that, the idea for Abzen came about. Essentially, what I was watching the industry transform was from providing applications which were earlier as client server applications to, you know, SaaS applications and then mobile applications, essentially was a transformation of how applications were being delivered to corporations. And the opportunity that I saw was to completely disrupt how the business process actually happened by using AI. At that point of time, AI was not really known. It was more about data science. We had technologies like Siri using natural language processing, which were getting quite popular, using that as a way that we could really transform and disrupt how work was actually being done in corporations. We founded AppSense. Well, great. Well, it sounds like, obviously, artificial intelligence is definitely getting a lot of attention and traction these days. And we know that a lot of companies are applying it to a lot of different problem areas. So in your case, I know you're applying it to the issue of corporate and employee fraud. So tell us, you know, how does AI and ML help to spot employee fraud? And why can't you do this perhaps with any other approach? Sure. When we talk about actually disrupting the process, right, you look at how the process is being done over the ages, right, especially in a process such as audit, expense report, compliance and audit, we have been having teams of people do this for decades. The process hasn't changed. And the reason it hasn't changed is because it's so difficult to automate it. It actually involves reading through documents, understanding everything from travel itineraries, receipts, email attachments, credit card transactions, researching for that information. And this is so difficult that people had to do it manually. What companies found was it was also not only difficult, but also very, very expensive to do it. So you had companies taking shortcuts by looking at only a sampling of expenses in a company, looking at a maybe 5 to 10% of the actual expenses processed in the company. And mind you, expense reports are the second biggest expense that a company has after payroll, right? So this is a huge expense and very little was actually being done from an automation point of view. So if you have to automate such a process, which is so manual intensive, which is so difficult for the traditional technologies to actually automate, you have to think different. So what we did was we had to incorporate a series of technologies out here which could mimic how humans were doing it and do it more effectively, faster, and at a scale which was just impossible for even an army of people to take that. So in order to automate this process, we had to come up with a couple 
couple of different approaches, right? Talked about ML and AI, but actually if you go deeper, there's much more to it. There is natural language processing with that we use to really understand the language, the descriptions that are used in different kinds of expenses. There is computer vision because we got to look at unstructured data in the form of documents, receipts, travel itineraries, which have to be understood, read in a context of expenses. We had to look at external data sources basically to mimic the research function that employees do or auditors do. It's just similar to what you and me, if we had to understand something new, we would probably go and Google it and find out what kind of information we can get. So similarly, when an auditor needs to do that, they probably do the same thing. But we have to train now machines to do it. So we have to incorporate multiple different approaches, multiple different technologies to actually solve a problem. Solve a problem of auditing of expense reports and do it in a scale. So this is not something an analytics tool can do or uh, an approach that traditional systems can do. So we built this ground up a platform which can automate any kind of back office process and then fully customize it to understand expense reports, understand the different ontology around expenses, train it around the different documents that come across in expenses so that what customers get is just results. They actually see only information or only documents or only expenses which require some kind of a manual review. All the work which requires to be done, the reading, the understanding is already done by machines for them. And that's really the power of an AI-based tool. Machines can look at 100% of the data in real time, within minutes. Something that used to take weeks, if not you know, if you have at least three to four days for a human to process and do it only partially, machines can do it far, far more effectively and just within minutes. Yeah, really interesting. They can do it far more effectively and they can also hopefully do it more accurately as well. So can you tell us how you went about training your AI systems to recognize some of these patterns of fraud and maybe provide some examples of these fraud patterns that you found? Sure. So uh, these are always, always interesting, the kind of fraud patterns that you see. It might give some ideas to our uh, listeners too. But there are plenty of things that we did. I mean, one of the key things that we had to do was get access to this data. So if you look at the kind of customers Absin has today, we work with more than 100 companies, right from Fortune 50 corporations in banking, in retail, or all of our customers. And the way we started doing this was approaching them to basically show them that we have this technology, we have this application that is developed, and uh, why don't you share your data with us where we can show you the results, data which has already been reviewed by humans, where you have already paid out your employees because you have not found anything with it. Why don't you give us that data, we'll run it through our system, we'll train our system to look at that and show you the results. Essentially, that was the way we got access to millions and millions of expenses and documents and patterns that existed in different industries. And there was a whole lot of stuff that we found out here. Everything from finding out employees who were expensing, you know, things around their yoga classes or spinning classes as customer entertainment, employees who were duplicating their expenses either accidentally or intentionally, claiming the same expense multiple times because they forgot that they had already been paid on their corporate card, or employees who were abusing the system, they were abusing the policy. They were going to all kinds of places of disrepute, going to clubs, and then expensing that out as customer entertainment. And there are series and series of violations that we started finding, not only violations that were against company policy, they were unethical 
business practices. There were even violations against government regulations, regulations around the Corrupt Practices Act, FCPA Act, and all sorts of things. So when we got access to these different industries, these different patterns, we spoke to auditors on what they had seen and then built algorithms which could do this automatically and find out those anomalies. We had built a very, very robust system that where we could find fraud and find compliance issues 10 times better than any human can, right? And at a scale which was unsurpassed by any amount of people that companies were trying to throw at this problem to solve it. So that's basically how we did it. We today have processed billions of expenses, expense lines across multiple industries, right from life sciences, education, high-tech, manufacturing, retail, banking. We have patterns across all these industries. And the cool thing is that we can, we always detect patterns and the algorithm gets better. The machines get better. They learn more and more different abuses that happen and then apply it across all the different sets. So you, the customers are always getting a better system, which is getting better and better as it processes more and more transactions across different industries. Not only that, we also had to train our system to learn different languages, different cultures. As you can imagine, expenses happen all across the world. We have customers who process their expenses or their subsidiaries and companies in China, in Asia. So our system has been trained to understand more than 60 different languages. It is trained to research on information in different countries. So if you have to find out from a cultural point of view that, hey, your employee is spending maybe $50 at a karaoke club in Indonesia, that has a different implication. The machine knows that compared to a similar spend that might happen in the U.S. So it's not just about understanding a data, but understanding cultures and finding out patterns in different countries. And that's what machines are so, so good at. Yeah. You know, and I like some of the examples that you gave, you know, a yoga class is client entertainment. So can you give us some examples that your system caught that maybe the human auditors had missed in the past and maybe was able to save the company money going forward because these expenses started to get flagged? Sure. I think one of the key things that we discovered was around why do these leakages happen, right? I don't like to call it as fraud all the time, but it is a leakage, a spend that could be avoided. And what we really find is that we classify that abuse or that spend or misuse that has happened in three different ways. Because the machines are tracking the behavior of every employee, we actually track every employee's behavior in a metric called as the ABI index. Essentially, it's a behavioral score that we assign so that we can figure out when we find a violation, was that intentional in nature or was that accidental in nature? And the third thing is, is there an opportunistic behavior that this employee is engaging in in order to get this money from the company? Now, what we found was there were savings of anywhere, you know, 2 to 5% of the T&E spend that was being processed, right? And which essentially means that if you're talking about a mid-sized company, this is millions of dollars in savings, right? But all of that was not because employees were committing some kind of fraud. There's a lot of that which happens because employees are simply not aware of the policy or simply not diligent enough to figure out this expense should not be claimed or reimbursed back by the company. So, for example, what we found was, say, an employee at a large company who kept on adding a Starbucks real to every, you know, Starbucks coffee that she got reimbursed. Now, this might be a $20 reload that was being done, added to a $5 coffee that they, she actually purchased. But when that went over months and months of spend that had happened, it added to thousands and thousands of dollars, right? Now, this might be a small spend or this might be a small abuse, but this was something that was happening every time and the machines were able to catch it. Then you go to an employee who was claiming customer entertainment, right, by uh, by 
staying within the limits of the company by just adding the number of attendees that he was claiming were present at that dinner or the evening that was happening. So you were spending $100 meals for each of that attendees who were there. And what the machines were able to catch is by looking at Yelp reviews of the restaurants, by looking at profiles of the attendees, that this was simply not possible because of the type of restaurant that the person was going to. This was simply not possible that they were having this customer entertainment, right? And we were able to catch that. We were able to catch employees who were upgrading their travel, either their airline or their car that they were renting beyond what the company was allowing. So the company had a very robust system for booking and managing their travel, which was all working fine. But once the booking was done, the employee at the gate used to upgrade his ticket to a business class, upgrade his car to a premium car, which was not for the policy, right? And then simply expense that out. We found that this abuse that was happening, right, was consistent. It was not a one-off incident. And again, adding that up to multiple employees, this was thousands, thousands of dollars, right? So these are different kinds of expenses or violations that happen. Employees simply find a way that, hey, nobody knows about, or this might be okay to do that they do it. But when you have a system like Absin, which is consistently monitoring it 100% of the time, consistently detecting it, and in real time, not after days, but within minutes of employees submitting an expense, they get this feedback back from the system that, hey, this is what you have done and this is not allowed. Please take it back. What we are seeing is a behavioral change, right? We are seeing the employee now understanding that this is not something that is I'm supposed to be doing and I should not be claiming these kind of expenses because they're not per policy or the abuse is not tolerated in this company. And that leads to a change in behavior. What we are seeing is that the cost avoidance that happens because of that is huge. That not just pays for the millions of dollars of savings in their TE, but also creates a culture where employees are abiding by the rules of the company and and once you have the rules being followed, all the other different violations that can typically happen, not just from a policy point of view, but from a regulatory point of view and other ethical practices, that simply goes away, right? So these are some of the different things that we have been able to see in every company. There, are, there have been instances, even in companies which are in pharmaceuticals and life sciences, where our engine is able to catch some regulatory aspects which are typical to that particular industry and which actually, if you try to attach a dollar value to it, would be huge, right? So some of the things that we have seen in companies today. Oh, great. Well, that's definitely something that machine learning in particular is really good at, is spotting these patterns, finding the outliers, finding the things that do match. That obviously it depends on each company has a particular pattern. So, so it's good to see that the system can basically recognize the patterns by industry and other ways. And it's really interesting also you mentioned how this is sort of keeping the watchful eye 24-7. A lot of folks come to us and they're worried about, in part, they're worried in our conversations with many people around AI. You know, one of those themes that we typically hear about is how AI will take away jobs. But I know in what we've talked about here, especially, you know, one of the things we've mentioned is that Absent isn't really taking away jobs of those who are reviewing expense reports, but is really augmenting the role of those auditors and those folks who are looking at this information. So how are you finding that our companies are adjusting their labor force? when using something like Absent? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And that comes up often because when we actually approach a company, when the, when the company actually looks at Absent and says that, hey, this, what are the different savings? They can obviously see the savings in T&E expenses. Cutting that down actually is the probably the biggest saving. Savings in compliance, improving the compliance is huge. But then they also see a direct saving in the cost of labor, right? And now that saving itself might be a smaller aspect of the savings, the overall savings that they have, but they do see it as, as a value. 
But what we have actually typically seen is that in reality, we haven't seen people actually firing away their auditors or expense processes. Rather, what they see is that my processes who were limited to just processing maybe 4 5% or 10% of the expenses, now suddenly I'm spending most of their time maybe watching the receipts or doing verifications. They don't have to do any of this work. But in fact, they can be used to look at the escalations where the machines have already looked at all this data, have already verified it, found out where the problems are and now i can use my auditors to do more intelligent tasks because not only are they aware about the compliance the rules of the company they have been presented with the data but these are folks who actually know the culture know the impact of the decisions across the company and now they can use that same workforce to do this intelligent discussions intelligent decision making that is required to be done right so absen decides for them that these are the things where the employee has to be disciplined or rejected but there are some cases where we delegated to the auditors to say that hey these are the things we should we think that this is the problem that is happening but we are leaving it for you to decide what is to be done in this particular instance right so the auditors are now doing more intelligent stuff they are doing 100% coverage and in some cases they have where companies we found that companies were already covering 100% by doing a lot of manual effort those auditors have been sent across different functions they have been reused for accounts payable and so on right so i haven't really seen a reduction in labor as a result of the absent being used what we have seen is companies using those folks for different functions and then basically in some cases where companies were outsourcing some of this work to lower cost countries they have been able to pull back on that right we often find that a lot of work is being outsourced to low cost countries in philippines and in india where there are people doing all this work and that can be pulled back because you don't need that workforce anymore right so this is turns out to be a labor saving in that sense but also allows your labor or your workforce to do far more higher value work for which they have the training and intelligence to add value to the process Right. Well, it definitely sounds like I know companies are really basically making better use of their labor force, not just chasing down these expense reports and doing the tedium. So it sounds really beneficial to the company in many ways. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you're not the only person that said that to us. A lot of people are afraid that, you know, artificial intelligence is going to take away jobs. But I think what it does is it just allows people to not have to do, you know, the menial tasks that bog them down, that prevent them from doing the extra tasks at their job, which... Absent is helping with where it lets them, you know, do more focused work that really uses their skills instead of having to do some of the chasing down people to get this receipt or this that wasn't categorized correctly or this isn't a correct spend of the money. So thank you for the clarification on that. And then as a final note, where do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to corporations and beyond? Yeah, sure. So I think first of all, you know, AI, a lot of companies today call them so they but I really use the definition to say that what is your application really doing? Is your application just showing some kind of patterns and predicting what is going to happen? Is that what you're calling AI? From my point of view, an AI true AI system has to actually take decisions and work on them. It's like self-driving car, right? Because it is intelligent because it can it knows when to steer the wheel, when to apply the brakes, accelerate and so on, right? Not just tell you uh, give you a guidance. So that's similar to a corporate function where your AI 
system should not be a set of fancy charts or analytics, but should be able to take decisions based on the data that it is analyzing and the intelligence that it has. Now, having said that, what we find today is that in corporations, there's every business process which could use an automated way to do it, right? So that people can focus on work which requires their skills, better uses their skills. But more importantly, companies can grow faster, grow bigger, innovate more because they can spend those dollars in those other things, right? For us, where we are focused in the back office automation space in corporations, there are literally thousands of processes where we can add value. Today, we are adding, we are automating the expense report audit and compliance process. But if we look at a corporation in a back office, they have accounts payables, they account receivables, they have collections, they have revenue recognition. There are different processes where people are touching, there's human workflows, there are human decision making, where essentially a machine can do a lot of work. You can do it not only faster, cheaper, but far, far more effectively than what is happening, what is being done today. And what this means is that companies are more efficiently run, their cost of operations go down, their compliance is far better, so the risk to the business is less, they can react to the market faster because they are focused in understanding and uh, not uh, bogged down by slow decision making, and they can be operationally very, very efficient. And I think that that's what is going to happen. True AI systems are going to automate a whole bunch of these processes, just like us, we are going to do it in the back office, in every function that is there, right from order to cash, or from procure to pay, or from lead to customer services. There are so many different processes where efficiencies and effectiveness can be dramatically increased so that companies not only benefit in terms of cost, but in terms of their ability to innovate and service their customers. And that's what I think is going to happen with these AI systems. You're totally going to see a transformative transformation in how companies operate. And, uh, you're not seeing this huge transformation today. So far, companies have simply moved from one technology to another, one way of delivering that service to another, a shared services model, an outsourcing model. But today, with AI systems coming in more and more of these different processes, you are actually going to see a disruption of that process and seeing far more leaner companies effectively managing their businesses because machines are doing much more of the work. That's great. I mean, we really like this perspective. It's interesting because, you know, we've had on this podcast, we've had many different perspectives. <laughs> and if you go back way, way to our early podcasts, you'll hear some really early, interesting things about people who are scared of AI or are concerned about some of the impact it'll have on general employment. And it's interesting because you guys have a very practical, you know, no-nonsense approach to AI. It's like, oh, it's a technology. People are going to use it to improve certain processes. Those processes will be improved and companies will move on. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> What's to argue there? That's a very uh, practical, no-nonsense, no-drama way of thinking about it. It's just another technology that companies are adopting. I like that. Absolutely. I think, I think that's how we have to think about it. Part of the evaluation of how we do business, right? We improve. We are constantly improving the productivity of employees. That's how companies run in America. They get better value out of it. They can innovate. They can put more dollars there. And this is a part of that transition. Well, I think we could definitely dig deeper on this subject, but we really appreciate you joining us on this podcast and providing details about Appsen, your approach to AI and ML, and just your thoughts about the future of AI and ML. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for this opportunity, Ron, Kathy. Really appreciate the time and enjoy talking to you too. Yeah, Anand. Thanks for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. And I know that this is a really informative podcast, so if you're interested in learning more about this topic, we'll also have an upcoming webinar on May 20 with Appsend titled How Employees Fudge Their Expense Reports and How AI Can Stop It. The link will be in the event section on the Cognolytica website and we'll also put a sign-up link for this webinar in our show notes as well. So we hope that many of you will be able to join us on May 26th. So thank you and have a great day.
This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolytica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.